Father God, you spoke a living word to us. We pray your word would live in us this morning, empower us to do your will, and transform us into your image. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, we're going to begin with a scientific experiment this morning. We've got a slide. Yeah. <laughs> Science! <laughs> now, uh, I'm a trained professional, That's so right. don't worry, uh, but don't try this at home. Uh, what I have here is an extremely powerful magnet, which I borrowed from the National High Magnetic Field Laboratory. <laughs> Actually, it came in the mail from Amazon. Um, and uh, now I'm going to conduct an experiment, and my assistants are going to make sure that I have all of the proper safety equipment. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, children, you need to be careful every time you conduct a scientific experiment. Um, so here's what we have over here. And uh, I will show you the amazing power of magnetism. Praying this works. Okay, so here, here we have one. Number one. Paperclip. Right, I have to do uh, two and three together or they all get stuck to the magnet. Okay. Ooh, two, three, and four. Now let's try. I, I give five a little help here for the magnetization. <laughs> Right. Okay, now you can't see that clearly. I took a picture yesterday. Uh, there it is. And that was also in case it didn't work. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get my safety equipment back now and uh, return to my real job as a teacher of the Bible. <laughs> um, so uh, what I've shown you here uh, is the uh, magnetic force of my extremely powerful magnet can be communicated to other metal objects, even if they themselves don't have any of their own magnetic force. And uh, what I've also given you is a picture of the way that God designed the world. It might not look like it, uh, but there it is, okay? So God himself is like the big, powerful magnet, the source of all the power that holds his world together. And then that jumbo paperclip at the top um, is uh, that's man made in God's own image. So that's Adam. And the rest of that chain is everything else that God created. The earth itself and all the animals and the birds and the fish that live on it and all the people that would be born after Adam. So the whole creation is connected and holds together. And here in my demonstration, it's by the power of magnetism. But in God's world, the connecting force is love, his own divine love that's kind and caring and ever faithful. So it flows out of God and down the whole chain, holding everything together. Okay, But that is not really what the world looks like now, is it? There's some sort of problem with it. So we sang this song in the... Uh, in the prelude, and we're going to sing it again later. I'll put the first lyric back on the screen again. And I'll read the, the, the uh, question, and you can all give me the answer. Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Yes, we do. So why is the world broken, and how did it break? That is a very important question. 
And the answer is at the beginning of the Bible. So pick up a Bible from uh, the, the uh, shelf in front of you and uh, turn to page two, right at the beginning. Um, and on page two, you'll find the start of Genesis chapter three. So the very first thing the Bible talks about is how God made the world, how he set it up. Genesis chapters one and two, God makes the world perfectly so that everything is harmonious and very good. It's something like the motto over here. But here, at the beginning of chapter 3, it all gets spoiled. So first we meet this mysterious character called the serpent, and later on we learn that he's actually Satan, a fallen angel who's the enemy of God. And the serpent lies to Adam and Eve and convinces them that it's a good idea to do the only thing that God told them not to do. And they believed the serpent, and they disobeyed God. So now I'm going to ask Tanner to read aloud verse 8 of Genesis 3. And while he reads it, I want the rest of you to watch what happens up here with the magnet. I'm not going to touch any of these paper clips, just this top one, okay? So go ahead, Tanner. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They hid from God. They broke their loving relationship with God. And when they did that, what happened to all the other paperclips? They all fell apart, right? They all became disconnected. And that same thing happened in God's good creation. And that is why the world is broken. So the rest of Genesis chapter 3, God spells out the painful consequences of what they just did. So in verse 15, first he says to the serpent, I will put enmity, that's hatred and fighting, between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. And that's been true of people and Satan ever since. But it's also been true of people and animals, hasn't it? Because people and animals were created to love and serve each other. But now they fight. Animals are afraid of people. Some animals eat people. And people trap and torture and mistreat animals. The two don't stick together in love anymore. So that's one part of the problem. But there's more. Here's the next part. In verse 16, God says to the woman, Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. So husbands and wives were created to love and serve each other. But now they fight. They're locked in an endless power struggle, wanting to get the upper hand, to master and even abuse each other. And we see that happening in our marriages, and more broadly outside of marriage, between men and women, and even more broadly still between all kinds of people. People were created to stick together in love, but they don't stick anymore. And there's still more to this problem. In verse 17, God says to the man, Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. So our relationship with the earth got broken too. The earth was created to sustain and delight us, to produce millions of good things to make us happy. And people were made to till the earth and take care of it. But now the earth attacks us 
as any Floridian knows, <laughs> with thorns and vines and mosquitoes and fire ants and fungus and poison ivy. And people fight back with poisons and pesticides and trash heaps and pollution and cutting down rainforests and exploiting the Earth's resources. We were designed to love the Earth and to stick to the Earth in love, but we don't stick anymore. And finally, in verse 19, God says to Adam, You are dust, and to dust you shall return. Because we severed our connection with God, even our own bodies can't hold together anymore. And we're doomed to disintegrate and die. So the Bible traces all the earth's problems back to this one event. This one moment right at the beginning of the story. So yes, the world is broken. Very broken in all kinds of different ways. But every single one of them happened because the first man broke his relationship with God. And when he did that, all the other love relationships that were supposed to hold the world together got broken at the same time. So that is the problem. And it's a very big problem. Now, what's the solution? Well, obviously, we need to get this whole thing connected back up again. And for that, we need a new Adam, right? Paul calls Jesus our new Adam. In two of his letters, in Romans and in 1 Corinthians, Jesus is the new Adam because Adam was the one who got this whole thing disconnected in the first place, but Jesus came to get the whole thing connected back together. And so naturally, his first job was to connect himself to God. That's right. There he is. Jesus was the first and only man in history to restore this connection. He lived his life entirely with and for his Father God. He never sinned, he never broke God's law, and he never went off in his own direction. So he restored this first and primary connection. And of course, we've said many times that Jesus was God, so in this demonstration, uh, he's God the Son, he's also the magnet, the source of the power and the love. But he was born into the world as a man to take on another role as well, the role of the new Adam, our new jumbo paperclip. Uh, so Ryan, when you title this sermon, the title's going to be Jesus, our jumbo paperclip. <laughs> um, so what does this accomplish? Well, now there's a new connection point, and we can, all of us, be reconnected with God again through Jesus. Amen. We can come back and be part of this chain again. So I'm going to really try my luck and do this again. <laughs> I have managed three. Bring your goggles. Yeah, I'm doing it without the goggles this time. Just <laughs> noticing how reckless I'm being. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we can all come back and be part of this chain again. We can be reconnected with God through Jesus. So our gospel reading earlier was from Mark chapter 3. Um, and uh, Jesus' mother and brothers came in Mark 3 and called for him. 
And uh, you probably remember what Jesus said uh, in response to that. He looked around and he said, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. So Jesus meant that anyone who comes back to God through him has this kind of relationship to him. And it's far better than any other relationship on earth. So this relationship is much closer than a mother and child who are still disconnected, or two brothers who are still disconnected, or even a husband and wife who are still disconnected. This is the relationship we want, and it's the relationship God wants for us. But you see that it has to come through Jesus. We get reconnected with God by connecting with Jesus. There's no other way, because he's the new and greater Adam. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And I hope you can see, through my model, why that has to be true. Why this is the plan. And there really can't be another one. Jesus alone fixes the world's big problem. And there's no hope for anyone or anything without him. No hope at all. But we can also see that connecting to God through Jesus gives us the power to connect with the rest of the broken creation. So, how about you? Do you care about the earth? Do you hate the way people mistreat our planet? Good. You should care about that. It breaks God's heart, and it was never what he intended. But if you want to do something about that, then your first step should be to connect yourself with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You won't do the earth any good until you do that. Buying organic food and driving an electric car isn't going to heal the world, although they're good things to do. Over here is God's plan to heal the earth and restore that broken relationship, and it begins with Jesus. Or... Do you care about the animals and want to fight to protect them from cruelty? Good! You should care about them too. God does. But before you sign a petition or join a protest march, connect yourself with Jesus. What good can you expect to do while you yourself are still disconnected? Or do you care about healing the divisions between people? Maybe peace between countries? or reconciliation between racial groups within a country, or peace within marriages, or peace between men and women. Good. We should definitely care about that. That's close to God's heart. Jesus came to heal all of those divisions. But here's what I want to say to you. You might have more power than you think you do. Because perhaps sometime in the past, you went to work, trying to heal some division between people, either on a personal level or on a more public level, and it felt like you were doing this, that you were trying to connect things that just wouldn't go together and you weren't getting anywhere and it was never going to happen. But now you've come over here and you're connected to God through Jesus. Try again. What's impossible for man is possible with God. Amen. He has the power to reunite people to be closer than brothers. And it flows through you if you're connected to Jesus. So my final encouragement to all of us is to treat this community like family. 
like the family it is. Because we are joined together by Jesus into one family of God. A family that's more wonderfully connected than any family on earth, despite any differences there might be between us. So let's live into that reality. Let's open up to one another and trust one another and be worthy of that trust and ask one another for help and give help and look out for who might be suffering or in need. So if we love one another, we show the world that we are his disciples and though the world is broken, if we love each other, we show that this solution, his solution, is the one that really works. Amen.